Welcome, beautiful souls. I'm your guide, Kato. I am a wild woman, spiritual teacher, and evolutionary astrologer. This is where I share my astrological wisdom, spiritual insights, and embodiment practices so you can live a more fulfilled life. I am here to usher you into your highest self and expand your consciousness. Welcome to As Above, So Below. beautiful goddess hello hello so excited to be here uh, hello leo sister i'm so excited for you to be here thank you so much for wanting to come on to my show um how are you doing so good i, I love uh chatting with leos so i'm like so i'm doing so good because i love leo conversations <laughs> yeah i know it's the thing right i also kind of felt like like every time that I meet a Leo, I'm just like, I know that I'm going to get along with them. Cause it's just like, you yep. just understand. Get it. We get it. <laughs> get the vibe. Yeah, absolutely. So Taylor, welcome. I would love to introduce you to my audience. So I know that you are a leading expert in the field of shadow and sexual alchemy work, and also in the energetics of wealth. Like, wow, that's so much power. And when I look at your astrological natal chart, you are a Leo sun. You have like so much Leo energy in your chart. I absolutely love it. Uh, with a Gemini moon and a Libra um, yeah, Libra Ascendant, right? Yeah. So yeah, you basically like you're full of fire. And when I look at your profile on your Instagram and your website and like how you show up, it's just like so optimistic and like full of energy and zest for life and adventure. And yeah, I love that so much about you. Yes, I know. It's so, so much fire in my chart. Every time someone's ever read it, they're like, holy shit, you're just all fire. I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's basically you. I love that. But like, what is really interesting is like, obviously you're like such a beautiful, successful woman. And I really look up to you, like how you built your business from scratch and like how you put yourself out there is like with so much like confidence and so like, just like such a radiant woman, you know, you seem like so embodied. And what I find so interesting is like you work with wealth and like cultivating like a good relationship with money and all of that. But like, when I look at your needle chart, I see actually that you have a lack of earth. So lack of earth could mean like it could manifest in both ways, but like like earth when you think of that it's like the earthy material realm right so like I feel like you came back in this lifetime to really learn all about like cultivating that relationship with like money but also with food with your body with health with the material plane and it can manifest in both ways like either like when there is a lag then it really means just like that is the difficult relationship but for some people it's just like the opposite and you become like really really good at like manifesting all of this and like having this beautiful relationship with all these material things uh does that resonate yeah. for you yeah well, the first I think that up until I'm, I'm almost 35 now um up until I was about probably 25 before my Saturn return it was the opposite of where I'm at now. I was an overspender. I did not know how to manage money. Um, I had an eating disorder. So yeah, up until my sudden return, I'm also a six in the um, in human design. So my first 30 years was about learning. So yeah, the first the first 25 years of my life was the the learning the lessons. Now I'm on the other side, the opposite, where I'm like fucking manifesting all the things and have a really beautiful relationship with food, which is totally opposite of before. Wow, that's amazing. I, you know what is also interesting when I look at your chart is that you have Pluto 
in the second house. So Pluto is a planet of dead rebirth transformation, right? So like it's this big purging energy. Pluto talks about our soul's desires. And for you, it's in the house of self-esteem, but also personal resources and money and all of that. So you came back into this lifetime to actually learn a lot of important lessons around that, right? And maybe like, yeah, exactly like what you mentioned, like in the past, you didn't like have like an entirely a healthy relationship with all of these things and like your self-esteem was maybe like completely on the other <laughs> side like because like when you look at you now it's like you seem like so confident right it's like big leo energy as well like how you put yourself out there um so yeah just like this is really the area of your life where you are basically reclaiming back your power and yeah what, what comes up for you when i say this mm, yeah it, it's i think back like as you're you're reflecting on that. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I look back at who I was before I was, you know, 25, 26, like completely different person. I suffered with severe social anxiety. The idea of speaking in front of three people, four people, anyone gave me like hives. I wanted to throw up. I actually was allowed, <laughs> I like bartered with professors to never have to give a presentation in college. Um, I actually, I, because I was so debilitated by my own emotions and insecurities and, and all of these like materialistic, didn't know how to process things landed me actually in anger management, um, Mm -hmm. for a few years. So it's pretty wild how, when we are being given like these opportunities for growth in this lifetime, and we we go right in them. I went right in them and was able to transmute them over a few years into where I'm at now. So it's like, I have so much compassion for like my past, past self who like was really like a a fucking disaster and struggling (laughs) and so many fears. Um, and now I'm like, Oh, like, I love you. I see you. And I'm so grateful to like be where I'm at now. Um, and have all, all the work I've done to get here. Mm, I love that. Basically like celebrating like all seasons that you, you were in and like celebrating all versions of yourself, you know, like I think like with shadow work and I know you're so big in this, it's like basically attending <laughs> so many funerals throughout your lifetime of like experiencing over and over again, like that dead and rebirth experience. And it's just like, okay, another metamorphosis has just happened. I'm stopping into a new and higher version of myself and like not having like any anxiety around that, but actually like fully surrendering and just be like, I'm just really going for it, right? Yeah, and there, there's some days now, like I, I I always joke, I die and am reborn like every day. I actually have a room in my house called the Zen Den. That's like my death and rebirth room. Um, <laughs> it's got like my instruments, my my purple, my, I mean, my green um, couch. It's my Zen Den. And, you know, there's still days though that I do struggle with like the death of what I'm going through. Like every time I up level, there's always a new death and rebirth. And so I just also like want to, as I'm on this journey, some days I fail that test of the death and rebirth Mm -hmm. because I'm clinging on to ego or I'm clinging on to fear. So it's Mm -hmm. definitely something I'm still learning how to allow the death and rebirth process to be smooth. Mm, I love that. Um, I want to ask you like, being so specialized in shadow work and all of that, like what has been your biggest takeaway or insight in this work of like going deep, deep, deep in the, yeah, diving into the subconscious? Yeah. So, well, for, for me, starting as an example, 
the shadow work started when I went into anger management to figure out what put me in there. And that allowed me to go into that area of shadow work and realizing there were just parts of myself that I wasn't loving, parts of myself that I was repressing, parts of myself that I was avoiding that were really actually just wanting to be love and feel love. And so now when it comes to working with clients in my community through shadow work, probably the most potent thing is the results they get after they go deep. So my favorite mantra is the deeper we go, the wider our capacity grows to receive. So the deeper we go, the deeper we go with the darkness, mm -hmm. simultaneously when we come out, everything is going to be brighter, more expansive, mm -hmm. more abundant. Mm -hmm. And then therefore what's beautiful to witness is people who have, have navigated that and realized, okay, the parts of me that are in the dark, that I have shame around, that I have doubt around, are actually on the other side going to be my superpower, mm -hmm. going to allow me to love myself more, show up more authentically. So once we learn to alchemize that darkness into light, we realize actually how powerful those parts are of us. Mm, yeah. And don't be scared of it, you know, like really looking at it. Yeah, not to be scared eyes. of it. Yeah. 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 I think we... We live, you know, in a society that makes shame and fear and doubt and insecurity like this bad, icky thing to avoid looking at. Because if you look at it, it can, it can make you uncomfortable. And it's, mm. it's ugly. Yeah. And especially as the feminine, as, as women, we're meant to be put together and, and look put together. But really, the feminine is pure anarchy. The feminine is pure chaos. Right. She is the Kali. She is the Isis. She is the, the dark, raw Lilith. And she is the Mary Magdalene. She yeah. is all of it. All of so it. when we as women, all of it, like we take our power back and realize, oh, the shadow, the shame, the ickiness, of course, society deem that as bad and don't look at that. And that makes, you know, your life a mess. Of course, they deem that bad because it's actually where we become more powerful. Mm -hmm. And where we become more of who we are, which is a threat to society. Women that are actually embracing all parts of ourselves, heaven forbid. <laughs> Why do you think that is so? Why do you think it's a threat? Yeah, I mean, it's w women are powerful. Women are, we, we are the realm between the other realms and the earth plane. We create humans, we create ideas through our womb. And the more women become powerful, the more we are able to step into positions of power, therefore actually change the world in a better way, not actually serving the, the darker energies of the world. I mean, Mary Magdalene's story is the, the perfect example of a woman who was in her power. Then a bunch of men were threatened, Jesus's disciples, they were threatened. Therefore, they deemed her as a whore and a slut in the Bible, but she was anything but that. So like we are... We started off as women being powerful until Catholicism and men came in and realized, oh shit, we need to like dim this down because men are meant to be in charge. And we're now at the an awakening of, of the Christ consciousness, which is also the Mary Magdalene consciousness. Mm, it's all coming together. Yeah. I love it. The rise yeah. of the collective, seeing that happening and being part of that rise is just so powerful. 
Yeah, I think like, so I see astrology also kind of like as a tool for shadow work, right? And I've been doing a lot of shadow work for the past eight months. Like obviously we both did ISTA level one and level two. And I mean, plant medicine journeys was also like so profound for me to like go really, really deep, dig deep into my shit and look at it. Like there's no way like you can hide. It's just like right in front of you. Um, and then just like also like doing beautiful sessions with like therapists and coaches and I feel like the most profound insight for me around like this whole shadow work was that everything is projections and that we live like in a mirror universe, right? I, I know it sounds so silly or like obviously, you know, like I've, I was already like aware of that from a cognitive side of my brain, but I wasn't really yeah. fully like understanding what that meant until I went to ISTA level two. <laughs> Where I learned all about like the dead rebirths and the transformation and just like, yeah, really literally experiencing like an ego death, which was super uncomfortable and painful. Uh, but to give you an example, there was this woman who was triggering the shit out of me. She was so arrogant. She was so violent in her communication. She was like, she felt like she was so entitled, right? So her energy was like very, like, ugh, very difficult for me to handle. And then I just like sat with that and I was just like, what is it about her that triggers me so much, right? And then the first question that came up to me was like, what, like, of who does she remind you of? So what I was thinking of, like, yeah, she actually reminds me of my sister, you know, like of my childhood and like mm -hmm. how my sister was like the energetics between us and like how violent and difficult that energy was, right? So that was like a first big realization. And then the second one was like, why does she trigger me so much? And then I was like, well, actually, because all of these things are basically just things that I also have done in the past. And she was just reflecting that back to me, right? As we live in a mirror universe. And then I was like, oh my God, but that was me as well. Like a couple of years ago, like there were moments that I remember where I was very arrogant and self-centered and just very violent in my communication. That's why it was triggering me so, so much. So having that insight, I had like so much compassion and love for her and like just me showing up differently in our relationship and in that connection I kind of felt like like our the energetics between us was kind of changing and moving it was kind of interesting to play with that I don't know if this makes sense to you but this was huge for me totally totally it's it's a beautiful gift we have once we really realize that everything is a mirror because then we don't take things as seriously we yes. don't make up stories we don't then project our shit onto someone else because we're like oh if I'm a mirror for you and you're a mirror for me, then like in the end, it's about both of us, which means it's about me. Therefore, there's a gift in this. Therefore, yes. there's an opportunity for growth. And if we can, we can bypass it or we can be like, I'm going to just sit in the shit of this right now, find the gift mm -hmm. and move through it. So maybe I won't have to attract it again. Exactly. I'm going to own this part of me, you know, but because that's basically yeah. what shadow work is about is like owning these parts that you have not integrated yet or have disowned for such a long time. Right. So that has shifted so much for me. Uh, so yeah, it's really beautiful. This work. You know, I get, I, when I get triggered by um, similar thing at ISTA, just by, by women, like being a certain way. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, oh yeah. Ooh, that was definitely me in the past. That was, and even my husband will be like, mm -hmm. I know when you used to talk like that, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and that's, we have compassion, right? For yeah. we can either do two things, judge ourselves for being right. that person or be like, I'm glad I'm not that person anymore. Yeah. <laughs> 
Absolutely. <laughs> Seeing that, acknowledging that, yeah. accepting, embracing it. Yeah. Mm. Super beautiful. Mm. Yeah. So I would love to ask you, like you all actually also asked me this question on your podcast is like, what does an embodied woman like? What, what is that like? Right. Because I just want to know, like, because I see you as an embodied woman, like, and I, I just want you to share with like my audience, like, how can people become more embodied? Yeah, mm, I love this question. And, and it's something that I am so committed to even like peeling more back layers on what that means. Uh, hence the the rename of my podcast is the embodied woman because it's I think it's always a journey. Uh, so for me in the moment, um, what being an embodied woman is is really feeling so grounded in that that balance of the divine masculine, the divine feminine within ourselves, that with every action, every feeling, every movement we take, we are so certain in who we be that we're safe in expressing whatever wants to be expressed. Whether that's through dance, like I share a lot of me dancing, embodiment dancing, right? Whether that's through taking action and getting big things done in your business, it really is about feeling so authentic and safe and clear. Like every time I think about being embodied, I know when I am, I'm dancing or I'm in practicing embodiment practices, there's no ego. There's no, am I doing this wrong? Do I look silly? You know, whatever. It's just like, oh no, in this moment, this is how I feel. In this moment, this is how I want to express that could be screaming, crying, punching shit, throwing something. That could be making love. That could be creating a new program, right? That could be anything when it comes to making sure that, that with when you are doing something that you feel that you want to be embodied in, that all of you is present. The feminine, the masculine, the creation, the doing, and you truly feel like you are your most authentic self in that moment. Mm, fully owning that yes what comes up for me when I hear you say this is like this anger management which you referred earlier to like that sacred rage which we talk a lot about like what is that exactly how does that ritual look like yeah so it's that one's a huge one for me to make sure that I'm always embodied in my truth because as women if we you know we weren't taught to most of us weren't taught you know, there's a few that were that were taught to scream. That's okay to hit. And I know I, my childhood, I was not. Um, when I had emotions, I was just put in my room to process them alone as a child. And so I never learned, I ne- like never learned how to process emotions, never learned how to communicate my needs or my feelings because I would just get put in my room to play and process it on my own. And so sacred rage allows us to access these dormant parts of us that are just as important as the light loving parts of us. So a sacred rage practice is giving energy to whatever type of feeling feels like low vibe, feels constricting. So whenever I, I recommend women and my clients to go into a sacred rage practice is if they're feeling constricted, mm-hmm. if their heart hurts, if they're feeling anything other than love, expansion, joy, there's something in there that wants to be felt and expressed. 
So a sacred rage practice could look like going into your room and, and taking 10 deep breaths and really getting grounded into how you want to feel. Sometimes you know what you're angry about. Sometimes you don't know what you're angry about. Sometimes it's guilt, shame, resentment, anger, rage. It could be a variety mm-hmm. of, of emotions but I just I give an example when it, you feel constricted. So when you're sitting in your on your bed or you know surrounded by pillows, few deep breaths, getting anchored into your body, and then allowing maybe to name what you're feeling. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling pissed. At what, whatever it is, just let it bubble up. Let it bubble up in this safe container, knowing that your inner divine masculine is safe. It's got you for the feminine to express its rage. Mm -hmm. So as you get clear on what you're wanting to move through, feeling it in your body, feeling the anger, maybe in your sacral and your root coming up in your heart, your throat, letting that anger, that rage, that guilt, that shame move through your entire body. Mm -hmm. The best practice I recommend is to then transmute it into something. So the energy just wants to be moved. It just wants to be shifted. So this means you could punch a pillow and allow the energy to move through your hand as you punch the pillow. This could mean throwing a pillow down. This could mean jumping up and down, laying on your back and, and, and doing the temper tantrum as we learned at ISTA. These are kind of practices. There's a million different ways that you can move energy through your body. But my favorite one is just punching a pillow, throwing the pillow, because that really allows you to physically release it out of your hands. Another practice I like to do and recommend for sacred rage is throwing something outside. Mm -hmm. So this is only if you have a safe environment, you are throwing something at something. Um, This is allowing you to really let the energy shift out of your hand. So for me, I have a a plastic planter pot, I've shared this so many times, that sits on my front porch. I live in the middle of nowhere, lots of land, very private. And so when I'm feeling something moving through me and I just wanna get it out fast, like I know it's just something like that just wants to be left. It wants to leave my body, could be resonance from a meditation or journaling that morning. I'll go out front and I'll feel the energy move through my body. I'll hold the pot in my hand and I'll, fill up the pot with whatever it is I'm angry about. I might not even know what I'm angry about. So whether you know it or you don't, it doesn't matter. And I fill it, fill it, fill it, fill it, fill it in my hand. I'm holding the pot. And then when I'm ready and I feel like, okay, it's all in there. I could not put any more energy into this. I say release and throw the pot as far as I can into the woods and into my yard and actually let that energy that you transmute into the pot be released. So these are just a few practices that you can do at home. Again, safe space, making sure like people aren't around if you don't want them to be around, um, allowing yourself to feel safe in it too. So you can can feel like, okay, I can go all in on this and I'm not going to hurt anyone accidentally um, and I'm not going to hurt myself. Super important. Safety first. Yeah, absolutely. Safety first. It's kind of like a ritual. Yeah, very symbolic. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah, step by step. And you can you can you can do add so many things to that. A, a burning ceremony afterwards, what you what you released, you can set a you know intention, a meditation afterwards to drop in. It can be done however you want to do it. Mm, this is super helpful. Yeah. yeah so before yeah. ISTA, I always thought of myself that I'm not an angry person. 
<laughs> until I encountered all of these beautiful tools which really helped me to release that anger you know like because like you I have a lot of fire in my chart I'm like this go-getter I'm this fiery independent woman which can be sometimes very intimidating for other people so like there's a lot of creativity and inspiration and I love sharing my gifts with the world but the other side of that is like so much fire that also leads you to sometimes like having like a yeah, a burnout or just like having so many like rage inside you and you're not even aware of it. You know, it's usually like the people who think that no. they never get angry or they're not carrying any anger inside them, that they're usually like the most, <laughs> they have like the most angry oh, inside the them. Yeah. Those are the best people, like anyone, any, anyone that comes to me to work with me, whether it's program or private. And they're like, I'm not, I'm not an angry person. Just, just an FYI. I'm like, Oh, 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 oh yes, you are. Like the moment <laughs> someone's like, I'm not angry. You know, I just want to work on my money mindset or my sexuality. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we're going to get it. Like, after they go through their first session, they're like, yeah. Holy shit. One, I didn't know how intense I could be. Two, I didn't know, even know that was down there. Like that's the beautiful thing when women first access these, these sacred rage parts themselves. Mm-hmm. And they're like, whoa, I thought I was already powerful. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much more powerful I can be when I access that, which is kind of scary at first when you access those parts of you, you're like, I am a crazy bitch and I am really powerful and I'm a dragon. And once you learn like, oh, okay, I can be a dragon and learn to maintain my fire. I don't have to be scared of my fire. Like that's a big thing I see a lot of women with is they're scared of their power. And they know when they access darker parts of them, they know how powerful they're going to be. I hear this all the time of like, I'm terrified of my power because I know what's down there. And then it's learning to have the tools to actually own the power and embody the power so we're not so scared of them yeah it kind of reminds me of like claiming that kali energy you know the dark feminine the wild woman uh, the seductress as well right so like how can we get there like how can we embody this archetype even more yeah i love the playing with the dark feminine archetype that's one of my favorite archetypes uh, to personally work with uh, the season that i'm in who knows how it'll always shift uh, but one is to work with the dark feminine archetype meaning this how i teach it is this like darker kind of kinkier version of you i like to add the word kinkier because it makes it less intimidating right if we're like how do i embody shame and darker parts a lot of people get it confused. The dark feminine means shame, dark, like always being Kali, but really it's about setting boundaries. It's about voicing your truth. It's about not giving a fuck. It's about truly allowing your light to be so big and, and fearless. Like not just like light and love, but like, yo, I'm fucking light and love and I'm awesome. So it's playing with the dark feminine in this very like sexy way of, you know, maybe, maybe someone listening is learning to, to access the, the darker parts and the Kali parts. They're like, I don't know, like, I don't know how, because I've been only practicing light and love. Maybe they're like the, the, I like to call it like the ethereal fairy archetype of just light and love, but they're just as potent, but they want to go deeper. Is that kind of like the light feminine energy that you're describing? Yes, exactly. Yes. Like the ethereal fairy is intuitively connected. She is, she is expansive. Yeah, totally. So this That's is like mother. the opposite of that. Um, them yes exactly um and so it's fine it's the first place to ask okay sexually what's a desire that i have that i'm kind of like 
awkward, embarrassed around that I'm like, oh my gosh, I would never voice that. But like, that would be so hot. Go there first. Like go, like not shadow, not shame. Like go to like that kinky part of you, which I believe everyone has, whether it's a vanilla kinky or like BDSM kinky. It doesn't matter. It's all the same. So finding a part of you that's like, ooh, yeah, that would be sexy. That would be fun. And then begin to see how you can play with that energy in your body, right? It's not about acting out on the desire. It's actually bringing into your body the feeling that that desire brings you. This is where that darker feminine who's like, ooh, I have like a little secret, but no one ever knows. So think about if you're walking around your life at the grocery store, creating a program with your partner. And like in your mind, you're like, I have this kinky little story, but you don't know. And you don't know. You actually walk differently. You show up differently and you vibrate differently. And you're, you just, you have this dark little secret. And that's really the, like my favorite place to recommend to people to start with is to play with that. And then you can go deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm, this is so powerful. I'm literally giggling the whole time. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God, this is amazing. But like, how does this divine, dark, feminine energy, like how does that tie into like the whole business energetics and like the wealth and all of that? Totally. So I like to say when we combine our dark part and our light part, our dark feminine and our ethereal fairy, we become double the expansive vibration, right? If we are just the ethereal fairy, we're powerful. But there's like a part of us, another half of us, that isn't online, that isn't active. Therefore, there's parts that are want to bring potency and want to expand who we be even more. So when we combine and embody the dark and the light, we are quite literally vibrating higher because we are embodying more parts of ourselves that were offline before. And when we are fully embodying our dark, our light, all aspects, the, the medicine woman, the bougie queen, all of it, when we are doing that, we increase our capacity. When we increase our capacity, we increase our capacity to receive, receive money, opportunities, love, joy, all these things that make our life even better. And once we create and start creating things that make our lives even better, we're like, oh, so you mean when I'm more in alignment and, and bring online parts of myself that I didn't think I needed, but they're kind of fun and kinky, I actually tap into higher frequencies of wealth, higher frequencies of abundance. Yeah, because you are showing up more as our authentic selves. So it begins to affect our business because when we are fully embodied in the dark feminine, like think about if you were going to go and promote a program. And usually, you know, if anyone listening is an entrepreneur, this is for you. Usually if, um, you know, you, maybe you're always in your ethereal, like, okay, hello, I have this program, but you're wanting to like show up with a little more, a little more intensity and, and play with it a little more. See if there's anyone else that's listening that doesn't resonate with the ethereal fairy vibration. They resonate with a little bit of a darker vibration. So like, okay, when I promote this program today, I'm gonna bring a little bit of like this darker feminine sexy vibe. Even if I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, I'm just gonna try. Like, I'm gonna see what that feels like. Maybe I'll wear black. Maybe I'll like I'll wear black underwear because I wear white all the time, right? Like any something that helps you. And then you go to promote your program and you're like, 
all right, I have this invitation, guys, this program. And your vibration is a little more texturized. It's a little different. Therefore, you're, you're creating this new feeling in your audience, you're pattern interrupting. And when we pattern interrupt in our business, people listen differently. They lean in differently. Like, wait, she's not the ethereal fairy that she usually is. There's something different. Let me listen to what she's saying. I usually maybe would swipe through. Then you're actually bringing online more people because when you're accessing these different parts of you, you're speaking to a different vibration of more people. Same message, different types of people. This allows you to create more, more momentum in your business and more reach by not talking to everyone. You're talking to the same avatar, but just a different texture in the avatars versus just one of the people yeah it's very subtle yeah. actually it's like all about like changing yeah. the, like the mindset and the vibration that is behind all of that and that will like have an yes, influence or an subtle. impact on like how you put your message out there and like how you sell yeah. your offerings and yeah that's incredible yeah, yeah it's fun like and this you know it's, it's so fun when you know i'll even like i'll even share because i'm like i don't i don't like to say i sell i like to say i invite i'm like a, i'm an obnoxious inviter i will i will invite until people are like i've heard it enough right i'll actually like today i am going to invite you into my container and i'm going to be the medicine woman and that means i am going to share with you what i'm really fucking good at helping women with and if this resonates I invite you to join my program. So I'll actually play with sharing with my audience, my email list, my community, anyone, what archetype I'm embodying. So that way they're like, oh, she's not just the ethereal fairy. She's not just the bougie queen. She's this too? Me too. I didn't know that she also had that part in her. Therefore, we, they resonate with us even more and feel safer to work with us, which means more impact and more money. Wow. <laughs> That's so impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. And I hear you say all of this. I just wonder, like, I mean, you've been doing this work for such a long time, but like, do you still sometimes struggle with like imposter syndrome or like limiting beliefs or anything that is holding you back? Or just like you have sometimes days that you just feel icky and you're just like, I just don't feel like I want to put myself out there today, you know, but like you've got a deadline and like you want to launch your new program, but energetically you're kind of feeling like, oh, it's a bit off. Yes. Oh, like consistently. My, what I like to say about imposter syndrome is I actually love when imposter syndrome shows up because that means I'm expanding. When imposter syndrome shows up, I fully believe that it is a sign that we are expanding, right? If we don't feel like we're being imposters, that means we probably aren't showing up as our fullest self. There are so many days where I'm like, who the fuck am I to teach this? Who am I to, I'm right now birthing a, 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 my very first product line. And I'm like, who am I to have products? Like, I'm just Taylor. Like, who am I to have these things? Who am I to make the money that I make? Like, and then it's like, oh, 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 my ego is getting wrapped up in this. This must mean I'm on the right path because my ego is trying to keep me safe and small. And it's like, don't go there. Don't go there. I'm like, oh, Oh, and then I just switch it to, I am so fucking excited that I am expanding enough 
that my ego or fears or limiting beliefs are trying to stop me. Therefore, I'm going to nurture them, remind them that it's safe, and that we can handle this next level of expansion. So that's how I deal with imposter syndrome. Um, and then I'm also writing a book. So all the imposter syndromes coming up of like, who's going to read my book? Who am I to write? Like, it's like, it's this, and then like, oh, yes, I am an author. I am capable just as everyone else is to share their medicine. It's just like switch, switch. And then when it comes to limiting beliefs and, and doubts and fears when they come up, I acknowledge them. Like, okay, there must be a past version of myself who is a little scared right now. There must be little Tay-Tay who's like, you could get judged right now and we don't want to get judged. It's not safe. I nurture those moments. There, you know, it used to be a long, like the, the window of me, of me having a limiting belief and then getting over it or through it was a long time. Now it's like quick, it comes up and I'm like, ah, okay, I love yourself. Okay, now move forward. So they're quicker now, but they do. They come up all the fucking time. And I just, I honor them. I don't ruminate them on them. I don't become a victim to them. I just simply just honor them as an opportunity for growth. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I think like that's a big insight for me as well. Like it, it will still keep coming up for everyone, no matter where you are on your journey, how successful you are, or if you just started out, it will like keep coming up. But I love it that you shared. It's just like, you're just more aware of it and you know, like how to process it and how to deal with it. And it's a bit of like inner child work that comes up as well. And like you said, it's like inner Kato, like just hug her and just like give her the love and anything that she needs and the validation. Yeah. And I definitely resonate with what you just shared as well is like this whole year for me has been such a big initiation and an up leveling in any way. Like I started doing public speaking. I started my podcast. I started writing, like really activating my throat chakra, which has been blocked for like so many years because I was just like so afraid to speak. Right. And now I'm just like fully embodying that. And it's still a journey. Like I still experience fear and anxiety coming up, but I just like, it's so worth it to like, keep on pushing myself in that arena and keep showing up. That's like basically every time that I feel anxiety coming up or just like, oh my God, like that imposter syndrome is here, that I'm just, I keep reminding myself, like just keep showing up. And then I'm like, okay, let's fucking go. My warrior shoes, I'll put them on. Yeah. And I'll go step in the arena. Yeah. Yeah, so that it just me. gets easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it gets easier and easier. And then it just becomes it becomes just a, a normal part of the journey versus a, oh, this again, like imposter syndrome again. It's just like, oh, this again, here we are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I would love to ask you one more question is like, what is your vision for your business for like the next coming months, if not years? Like where do you mm. see yourself headed? Yeah. I love the word vision because I don't set goals. So it's like when I, I think of the word vision, for me, it's uh, this version of myself that I'm stepping into. And so with that, it is the birthing of my very first book. Um, it is the birthing of my very first Oracle deck. Um, so we this this next year, we have a lot of actual physical products for the first time coming out in my company, um, which is exciting and terrifying at the same time. Um, so those are really big visions of having lots of products to support people with. Um, I am an adamant person about having a morning routine and I've shared my morning routine with my community on my Instagram stories 
pretty much, you know, a few times a week over the, the past years. And so to be able to provide tools to help women create a beautiful medicine, luxurious, whatever vibe they're looking for, morning routine to have them just actually do it is really exciting. So my vision is like women around the world utilizing these products to amplify their morning routine, therefore amplify how they show up in the world. So we've got that. Um, and then just constantly putting out programs. Like I never know, I like to joke, I never know what programs I'm gonna be launching in the next couple months. Um, I create and birth programs overnight uh, and I have an amazing team that integrates it and makes them uh, and builds the pages. And then I just show up and actually uh, serve in them. So program-wise, there's always, you know, Untamed is my, always my open, I have a year, year long container untamed. That's always open. Um, but then, yeah, I don't know what other pro products and stuff will come out with. That's amazing. <laughs> what is untamed about though? Is it like a mixture between yeah, like shadow work and sexuality and like business? Yeah, it is um, wealth and sexuality. So it is really teaching women to untame who they are. And we work with the different archetypes, like the dark feminine, the bougie queen, the ethereal fairy, and the medicine woman uh, to access deeper parts of their sexuality and alchemize them into, into wealth. Okay. This is amazing. So beautiful. Yes. So how can women connect with you like on your social media? Are there like any offerings that you are sharing with the world right now? Thank you for asking. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. It's at I am Taylor Simpson. Uh, send me a DM. Come say hi. Uh, what offerings do we have? Untamed. Uh, that'll we do like an open cart every few months, but it's kind of a, a rolling year long container, which is so sexy and so fun. Like I am obsessed with it. It is such an epic community of women. So I highly recommend really, if you listen to this episode and you resonate with it, Untamed would be a really, really juicy container. So just uh, send me a DM um, and come follow me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this yeah. has been so great. Thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge and wisdom. And yeah, I really honor you and the work that you do. Like, thank you so much for being such an inspiration to so many women out there. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for having me on and being who you are and a fellow, Le a fellow Leo uh, just showing up in the world. So I see you. Mm, it's conversations like these that make my heart so full of love. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really enjoyed having you and I hope this episode inspired you and expanded your consciousness and your heart. If you want to connect more deeply, you can come join me on Instagram at KatCaitlin. I would highly appreciate it if you rate and leave a review on the podcast. I would be most grateful. And as a little gift in return, I'll send you a mini reading regarding your purpose. All you have to do is slide into my DMs on Instagram and send me a screenshot of your review plus your birth date and email address. Let's raise a vibration together because when I rise, you rise and we rise together. I cannot wait to see you again in the next episodes. Until then, keep spreading your light and I'll see you soon.